having issues with our recorder here. For those of you who are, you know, just tuning into our recording, my bad, y'all. You missed probably about six, seven minutes of the show. I forgot to hit record. We've been talking about um, the matchups around the state of Louisiana. If you're just tuning in to the recorded podcast version of this episode, do me a favor. Just go to the LHSA website, hit week one schedule, and scroll down all the matchups. All you've missed is me going through just the crazy, ridiculous matchups that we're going to have in week one in the high school schedule. Um, uh, Lutcher and Thibodeau, we know that. Morgan City and Berwick out in St. Mary's is going to be good. McDonough 35 and St. Aug. Like, we're just going down the list. And the message remains the same, and it's what we're going to talk about here in this segment. If you like high school football, go catch you a game. It don't have to be in the Bayou region. Preferably, it would be, because there's going to be a whole lot of Bayou region action. But if you want to make a trip out to the city, go to Gormley, go to Guinea, go to any place that football is being played, there's going to be a game. And not only is there going to be a game, there's going to be a game with two good teams. Not only is there going to be a game with two good teams, there's going to be a game where you're going to be seeing future SEC-level prospects future talents that are be playing at the next level, guys that you may be able to track all the way to their NFL careers. That's the first thing I wanted to talk about in this segment of the show. The second thing is that this morning, I was blessed with the opportunity to talk to a former LSU starting quarterback by the name of Marcus Randall. Marcus Randall was, uh, as I said, once the LSU starting quarterback. Now he's the head football coach over at Woodlawn. His prized starting quarterback, uh, Ricky Collins is going to be making his collegiate decision tomorrow at a press conference over at school. Ricky's the number 177 quarterback in the country, the 12th prospect in Louisiana. He's a consensus four-star. By all accounts, he's leaning to LSU. By all accounts, he was a Purdue commitment who decommitted. He said at Shelton Sampson's press conference, um, hey, y'all, like I'm hoping to be part of LSU's <laughs> recruiting class. So it's awfully, it's sounding awfully good for Brian Kelly and his crew that they're going to get Ricky Collins locked in. In speaking with Marcus Randall, he says Ricky is a good player, good leader, can run, can throw, studies film a lot. He's a you know a savant. He loves to get better. 6'2", 190. LSU did not take any of the top two quarterbacks in the state, Eli Holstein nor Arch Manning, but they have an opportunity to get Ricky Collins in tow. And look, it's always good to take one quarterback in every class. One in every class. Because those guys move around, man. Like in the portal, half of the damn SEC starting quarterbacks are in the portal. You know, those guys move around and they come and they go. And if they're not starting, they leave. And, you know, it's always good to take one just to have that one project to be working on. If Collins is it for LSU, I think they're going to be getting a good one. A guy who's kind of a late bloomer, but a guy who's coming into his own. He makes his decision tomorrow in speaking with Marcus Randall. First off, Marcus Randall's a great guy. You know, was, was just so welcoming and so happy to be giving me some time throughout his preseason preparations and everything. He said they're going to have a really good team out at Woodlawn. So we thank him so much. Uh, but also a shout-out to Ricky as he's going to be making his collegiate decision. We wish him the best of luck no matter where it is that he ends up. That decision will come tomorrow. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors, Southland Dodge and Homa Industrial Power Systems, for all your engine and generator needs because power's our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back. 
Coach Don Roderick will be on chatting about some things he's seen in the high school ranks and also maybe talk a little Nichols and LSU as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Just Clear here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we got Coach Rod on the line. We're going to chat some high school and college football with Coach Rod. Good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a fun time of the year. Everybody's on the practice fields. Everybody's you know having a great time. Everybody's getting ready for the upcoming seasons. Give us a rundown of some of the things you're hearing about. Uh, you know the the upcoming high school year. Well, this is the first days of school. Uh, you know, for, for all, most of the schools, all of the schools. So, the first couple of days, the kids get transitioned from, you know, being home all day to now being in the, you know, in the at school for seven ish in the morning. Get out of, get out of class and on the ball field for three. So, you always have a little transition in there. But uh, they're doing it so much year round that the transition is very, very easy these days, and uh, the kids are conditioned. To it since then, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade. It's like a, a lot of high schools have ninth graders on campus, so uh, the transition to start the season never stops. 
So it's it's all doing good. I visited. Uh, I was at St. James this morning. They were in the weight room. Uh, they're gonna have a scrimmage next uh, Thursday against Hanville. That's a three A going against a five A. Uh, next Thursday, I think uh, Zachary is coming to Ed White. So we'll have a five A state champion against a three A runner up. Uh, you know, in 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 Thibodeau. So that ought to be a a, a good matchup. Uh, look, and this is what I'm noticing with a lot of the schools. Their numbers are up in most of the in most of the schools. Uh, they, you know, they're usually 55, 60. Right now, they're 65, 70. And a lot of the 3A schools and the 4A schools and so on. So it's uh, depending what city you're in, the town you're in. It's uh, the, that number. That number is up. Uh, all the coaches, I haven't heard of any uh, excruciating injuries that uh, somebody might, might have been lost yet. So, uh, and everybody's still in, in shells and helmets and so on. So that's the, that's a good part about the beginning of the season, not losing, not losing anyone to the soft tissues, the pull hamstrings, the OU, overuse of the throwing arm and, and so on. So uh, that's some of the schools that I've, that I've visited. And of course, we had a great turnout at the PFC camp, going from 340 to to, to 420 this year. And uh, Coach Rebo and his staff organized the the drills and everything. It was uh, we did something a little bit different this year with that. We took all the offense and defensive linemen and moved them to the Manning field, and it looked like another camp with some size. It wasn't five nine linemen and everything else. So it was, uh, it was, it was a good camp and a lot of local, big time players at the PFC camp. Very good, coach. We've got a lot of first year coaches in our area, but I was talking about this yesterday. I think that all of our first year coaches are good fits. I think that Tyler Lewis fits the Terrebonne culture. I think that you know Aaron Babin fits South Terrebonne. I think that you know Butch over at Homer Christian. That's a good fit. You know Pop is the right guy over at Central. Uh, it feels like a lot of our new guys are guys that are going to be in positions to succeed because they fit the respective programs they're heading to. Yes, Will Broussard. Had, yes, had that's another one. Coming from South Lafouche, defensive coordinator. Of course, he had been at Thibodeau. He had been in, in at, at Berwick for a while. So I'm I'm hoping and and pulling hard for all those new all those new guys so that they can make so that they can make strides. You know, in that first in that first year, and get to the playoff and get going. I know I talked to Aaron. I, went, I visited with Aaron Babbitt at his school. Uh, they were in their field house. It's not there's no air conditioning in the in the locker room, but they're in a building. Ellender uh, 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 with with Coach Turner. They're in a brand new. Now, let me put it this way: it's a brand new facility, not a brand new facility. But it's a brand new, as far as a coach's office and a locker room, and it's on the the trade school right next to Ellender. So, uh, uh, Ogeron, Bubba Ogeron has done a good job with with that finding something to positive for those Ellender kids and those South Terrebonne kids, which they went through, you know, as staffs uh, all last year. What they went through, and that's some positive things that's going on. Kyle told me, Kyle is saying that as he said, hey, man, look, I think we're going to still be pretty doggone good. And, you know, a lot of folks who have seen them or have 
heard from them throughout seven on seven in the offseason said their defense is still going to be mean they've got a lot of great athletes all around the field their offense is going to be a year older because right they were young last year offensively I do think that EDY is going to be an exceptional team and a really fun team to track throughout the course of the season again this year well, Johnny Nagel who, who we coach he coaches at Zachary he called me up hey we coming to Thibodeau so I said we're against E.D. White, and I says, "Well, per- perennial five A playoff guys, and last year a, a, a state runner-up." Uh, I said, "Johnny, it, 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 your defensive coordinator don't have to do too much because the ball's going to be handed off to the big back, and it's your job to stop them." And then you know, and I'm looking, I'm looking for good things out of the, out of the quarterback from E.D. E.D. White. He was a young guy, but by week four, he wasn't a young guy anymore. He was a veteran, and he. He handled that offense as good as anybody could have handled it. Moving the ball, keeping the chain moving, no turnovers, and uh, and they 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 stopped the run at Ed White, and they run the ball. So that's two keys to success for a football team. Coach, the game has changed so doggone much. You know, back in the day. You know, you guys would go and meet at a gas station and exchange film. Now they do that all in huddle. And you know, Kyle was telling me that he's got a drone over his practice that's filming everything that's going on. Like, Do you ever show up at a practice and say, man, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, what is all this stuff? Because I know it's completely different from the way that you guys did it back in your day. Well, yes, you're right. Well, it ran the roads and swapped right after the game on the early morning, Saturday morning, hurry up and get back so you can break it down and, and uh, you know, so that you can start to formulate a game, smart, uh, game plan. But all of the, the the kids have their laptops, they have their little iPads, and the coaches video and send them what they want them to. Send. You know, they can put in a game plan and not even talk to a kid. I mean, everything comes out, and this is what we're doing on first and ten in the middle of the field. This is what we're doing on fourth and short uh, near the goal line. This is our two-point plays. I mean, the the installation of the offense and the defense today is amazing with the mental work that's done before you hit the field. And uh, a credit to those guys who, who, who are smart enough to, to be able to get that out to their kids. And uh, all of our young coaches, they're, they're all apt in to do it. they got an app for everything. And, uh, I mean, on special teams especially, I mean, because special teams is something, you know, I've gone to a, good, a football game and I've seen teams that can get 10 guys on the field for a punt team, and they can get 12. They hardly could get 11. But today it's all done for you. I mean, you just send it to them. They could be in an, in an off period at lunch, and now they're looking at uh, the starting 11 on the kickoff team. And you know who you are? It says first kickoff team. You yell it out, and they come to practice. There they are. Backups. Here you are. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the mental preparation that's done with our young coaches and our coaches today before you get to the practice field. Yeah, no doubt about that. Another coach that's really eager for the upcoming season is Chris Dugas over at Thibodeau, man. They had a rough season by their standards last year, but they were real young. This year they're a year older. They get the quarterback back. They get Singleton back after losing him from the storm, and Chris is really excited. He thinks he's big up front. He thinks he's got a good defense. He thinks he's got an explosive offense. Now, they're going to play a brutal schedule. You know, their non-district schedule is tough. Their district schedule is tough. They're going to play a brutal schedule. But Chris is really excited about what he has over at Thibodeau. 
But the, the mental preparation with Chris is that all of his kids has been in the program, and his terminology and his word usage, whether they, they use a lot of states' names and that, very few numbers with Chris, and all of them know it. So the mental part of the game is done, you know. And, again, it's on the iPad. So when they get out to practice, I mean, it's, it's, it's giddy up and go. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward because the starting quarterback is a nephew of mine. And <laughs> he, he's, he, can, he can do some things. And his, uh, his younger brother's a defensive or his brother, his twin brother's a defensive back. So uh, looking for big things out of Chris and the, and the Thibodeau Tigers. No doubt about that. Coach, you told me many moons ago, right, when B.J. first got to South Lafouche, you said, hey, man, I like this B.J. Young guy. And you said, hey, if ever he could get a quarterback that could fully master his system the way that he wants to, look out. They've got the Ogeron kid in there that they're really excited about. He comes from Central Lafouche last year. He was under center there, was kind of running for his life, right? Didn't have great line play, didn't have great protection. They're really excited about it, man. Let's talk about what you see from, from B.J. in terms of the scheming that he's going to do to put his quarterback in the right positions to succeed. Well, he's going to have a new defensive coordinator. But I think that's – but it's someone from on staff, so that's, that's going to transition good. But his quarterback system, what he teaches them to read, is complicated, but he makes it simple. And, it's, and I've stood behind the huddle and listened to him teach and coach. And, I mean, it's – I mean, there's no yelling. There's no screaming. There's a little music, and it's up-tempo. And everybody's on the same page. I mean, the wide receivers, the younger ones might be stumbling, but the old guys, whatever, whatever the plays call, they're reacting to the defense. They're reading on the run. The quarterback is reading on the run. And I'm looking forward to when B.J. has got a guy that can really pull the trigger, and it sounds like what's wrong. What he tells me, he is, he is, he's, pretty, he's pretty darn good. He's caught on this summer. And and the seven on seven had a lot of success. So let's talk about LSU and Nichols. I know that you know Nichols. Tim's really excited. He's got a lot back. You know he's um, you know got a hell of a lot of running backs, and you know they're excited about the offensive line there. Then LSU, it's a big uncertainty. You know who's going to be your quarterback? You don't know. You know they've got a whole lot of shuffling at the offensive line, new coaching staff, a whole lot of uncertainty there. Tell us about both programs. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? And what are you expecting from both? Well, with, with Nichols, with this transfer portal, how do you know what you, what do you have? Because how many of your guys you brought in, like 10 guys? You know, when you sign a class, or in the past you sign a class, and they hear your speech and your words, and you build and they buy in. Now, when you have all these new guys coming in, how quick can the buy-in get to formulate chemistry? I mean, and formulate a culture that's a winning culture, you know. So, and uh, I, I got, uh, I don't know if you, some of your listeners remember a guy named Lionel Vital, who played for us since last season, was 84, 85 at Nichols. He went to the NFL, played three or four years, played in the Canadian League. He's been an administrator of, of scouting. In scouting, he was the last job he had was with the Dallas Cowboys, the head of scouting for the Dallas Cowboys. Now he still works for the NFL, and he goes around and he speaks to colleges and tells them what to look forward to. At 4 o'clock team meeting Saturday, 
Lionel Viltal spoke to the to the Nichols team, and it was an awesome one hour experience that I even learned listening to Lionel Vital and the questions that the Nichols team asked him were all pertinent, good, solid questions. And one of those questions, it was about, you know, with the transfer portal, we got you guys coming in. What's the most important thing about formulating the team? And Lionel told him culture. And he explained to them about culture, being a good teammate, being a good student, being a good listener, being, you know, all the, all the things what NFL scouts are looking for. And so it was, it was an awesome one hour that I'm glad I got to visit. Now, LSU, who's going to be the quarterback? I think, they, I think they're flipping nickels right now. I heard Nussmeyer is taking a snap with one, one dead and so on. And I'm, I'm for Miles Brennan because he was loyal to, to us at LSU or the state of Louisiana for all those years, being injured, being a backup, doing all this stuff. And he still has his heart and soul that's purple and gold. And who knows what's the new, the new defensive scheme with the new defensive coordinators. The only thing we've seen is a spring game among yourselves. So uh, I, 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 I'm just hoping that they can get a culture that's going to – now, Brian Kelly, everywhere he's been, it's like 85 87% winning percentage. Yep. And he builds a culture. I've got to listen to him talk a few times. And just listening to him, and I watched the audience, and everybody's eyes were on him. So yep. he he gets that respect from what he what he's saying. There's no he he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't glorify anything. He just tells them the way it is. I'm just I'm just waiting to see who's going to be the breakout running back because we know we got enough of them. Who's going to be the guy? I'm in, and Emory Emory is. Uh, you know, a local guy, so I'm pulling for him. No doubt about it. Look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. My friend, thanks so much for spending about 10, 15 minutes with us, okay? Thank you. Yep, that is Coach Don Rodriguez doing a wonderful job, as always. We have him on on Saturdays. He calls into the sports corner. He does a great job, gives us great insight. But I feel like it's always like, okay, he calls at the end of a segment. We always like, you know, hey, Coach Rod, give us a few minutes. We're kind of up against a break. I wanted to give him a whole segment to talk. He's got a lot of stuff to talk about. He sees a lot of stuff. And he's good as go. I love that man. He is so nice. And anytime you see him, you know, it's not handshakes. It's hugs. And, you know, he's so such a great guy. You know, he coached so many people in our area. So it's a very relatable person to have on. And he did a wonderful job, as we would expect nothing less. Let's catch a break on play-by-play when we get back. A lot going on in the world of sports. We'll be ranting and raving about, hooting and hollering about. Then we've got Stan at 1215. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. 
It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at Danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S dot com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the app store or get it on google play place your order choose your curbside pickup time and your rouse's markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home what does the weather bug app tell you my commute will be a doozy today pack my allergy meds lightning pick up a pizza not a tennis racket With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. about that y'all took a little bit longer to get out of that break than what i anticipated it would was uh dealing with some big technology issues my computer completely locked up but anyway it's play by play on koeb that's the thing about computers boy they are i was actually joking about this with marcus rand earlier when i was chatting with him on the phone they always work until you need them to work and then they break that's the way that's the story of technology in a nutshell there was an nba story that broke yesterday and i want to chat about it here and again we've got stan gravat 12 15 this is already a guy that i don't really like very much not stan sorry that came out wrong um ben simmons is the guy we're talking about the reports are that ben simmons um was in a group chat with uh, several brooklyn nets players not uncommon, right? And then whenever the Nets players and you know team officials or whatever asked him to play in game four of the team's NBA playoff series with the Boston Celtics, Ben Simmons exited the chat. Has there ever been a guy who has liked playing their respective sport Less than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons got paid last year $33 million. Did not play a second of action. 
started the season in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm um, I I got anxiety. I can't play for Philadelphia. It's a mental health issue. I, I it's too much pressure. I, I can't do it. Gets to Brooklyn. Oh, it's a I I'm not in shape. I I need time to get ready. I I'm not in shape. Hurts his back getting in shape. Then we get to the playoffs and oh, it's that anxiety again. I, Get this guy off of the damn roster. We're wondering why Kevin Durant and Kyrie and some of the different guys on the team want out. Now we know. The team was embroiled in a postseason series, a fight with the Boston Celtics. Durant and Kyrie are out there competing, doing the best that they can. The third wing, the guy that's supposed to be the, you know, the guy that's going to replace James Harden. He was going to be the defensive stopper, the rim protector. He's not there. And there's no apparent reason why he's not there. Ben Simmons has gotten paid tons of money in recent years. Tons of money. And he hasn't played and hasn't shown any desire to play. That's unfortunate. And, you know, I've often, I I was out of college. I was the guy who said, you can't win with this dude. Just look at what he did at LSU. You can't win with this dude. Like, to hell with him. Don't draft him number one overall. Then, after seeing him play a little bit in Philly, I came around. I was like, oh, maybe he just needs the right situation. You know, a smaller market. No, yeah, you can't win with this guy at all. Can't win with this guy at all. It, you can't, nothing you could do can make him happy. His teammates are begging and pleading with him to play after practicing with him. So they see that he's ready, pleading with him to play, need his help. He doesn't say, no, you know, I'm not feeling it yet. No, he just leaves the chat altogether. And that disrespect is the single reason why Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted out earlier this offseason. They've mended fences with Kyrie. He's kind of relaxed those trade demands. Kevin Durant still wants out, and understandably so understandably so. How do you justify that? You can't. You can't. Boy, Major League Baseball, a lot of folks are wondering what the heck is going on right now because the San Diego Padres boosted their lineup, got all these great players, Drury, Soto, Bell, Hader, and have been a wreck since getting those guys on board. They have lost five in a row. Five out of six. The only game they won was the first game they had the crew together. And what's more surprising is that they're not scoring at all. Last night, they get beat one to nothing by the San Francisco Giants at home. Lost to the Rockies seven to three. Lost to the Dodgers eight to one, eight to three, four to nothing, one to nothing. They're not scoring at all. Juan Soto has played with the Padres for six games, doesn't have a single RBI. Um, I said yesterday pretty openly, I don't know that Manny Machado's ever going to win at the highest level because of his lack of passion for the game. But this is deeper than that, right? It's just a situation where right now the lineup combinations that they're using, and maybe it's a little bit of bad luck or whatever it may be, is just not working out. But it's surprising to see a Padres team that we all expected to soar, we all expected to make a drastic giant leap forward. They're rotten right now. Now, if you look at the schedule, okay, they've got to get through this San Francisco series in the next two days. 
the Giants aren't great, but they're just pesky enough. They pitch it just well enough to give you problems. Then they're facing the Nationals, then the the Marlins, then the Nationals again. You got some opportunities there to find yourself. You come home, you play Cleveland for two games, then you're facing the Royals. Like Their schedule's about to lighten up. They could potentially go on a big roll here. But it is a little bit puzzling to see like what why are why is this crew in particular not scoring? They've scored four runs in their last four games. It's it's mind boggling to see a little bit. Um they've got an opportunity facing Alex Cobb today. He's got an ERA of six point four on the road. I look for them to maybe score a little more today. And uh whew, you sure you certainly hope so because it's been ugly watching that San Diego team play in recent days. They they don't hit at all. At all. Like they they got thrown out at home for one, you know, play at the plate yesterday. But other than that, they don't really hit at all, and it's certainly been troubling to see. Now, one thing that I want to see, this was from Hard Knocks yesterday, Jamal Williams, and I'm going to play this over the phone. I hope you guys can make it out. Jamal Williams, while speaking to players after breaking camp, there's going to be foul language in this, but it's going to be bleeped out. You're not going to hear anything that you're not supposed to hear. This is Jamal Williams talking to his Lions teammates at the end of camp yesterday. Talk about passion and emotion, why we love sports. Listen to this. Bring it up, bring it up. I'm going to let y'all know, man, today is the minimum of effort. Do not give up. Do not feel like you're tired. Were you tired? Think of last year and think of that record. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think of that record. Last year wasn't it. That ain't us. We can make it. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Do your best. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. That's a man crying in the huddle, telling his team to do their best at practice. Crying. It means so much to him that he's moved to tears, letting his guys know, hey, man, this year's got to be different. We can't lose anymore. In today's day and age of sports where so often we see the athlete like Ben Simmons, like Manny Machado, who thinks that it's uncool to go the extra mile. Jamal Williams, I didn't see this video before Monday, so I couldn't give you a weekend W or a weekend L. You get a lifetime W, dude, for that passion. That passion is what we love about sports. I'm forever going to be rooting for that guy. That was so awesome to see and hear. I got the free song still just listening to it over again. Awesome. Awesome. Made a little bit of a Lions fan out of me. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravwatz play-by-play on KLEB. It's our Terrible and General Tuesday. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional, serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TG Health System. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand. It don't help. Okay, so I do this with Brian Colley often, and now I'm gonna do it to Stan Gravois, who's on the phone lines now. Stan, listen closely. I'm gonna play the song for about another five to ten seconds. Okay, so it's play-by-play on Caleb. Stan, your reputation is is at stake here. Whose theme music is that? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go with the Junkyard Dog. Oh, no. No. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be the theme song of Hulk Hogan, my friend. But, hey, close, right, era, so we'll give you a little bit of a pass. It's Stan Gravel here. It's our Terrible and General Tuesday Stan has failed our first test we have for him today, but he's going to pass the rest of them, I promise. How are things going, buddy? Good. Listen, I said junkyard dog because one time you and Brian were sort of teasing me about my knowledge of <laughs> the wrestling world. And uh, so my standard answer from now on is junkyard dog. <laughs> but it's funny because last night, you know, talking about wrestling just a little bit, I was watching an old clip from an English show, the Graham Norton show, and they were talking, man, Matthew McConaughey, that's who you need to hook up with, Casey. That guy He's is big. huge. Oh, huge wrestling yep. fan. The stuff he was spitting out was, like, impressive. And I, when I was watching that, I thought Casey and this guy, would, would they, they'd hit it off immediately. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Look, we, we had Coach Rod on earlier in the show today, and we were chatting with him about high school practices and some of the things that are going on. And, you know, he was you know saying some of the things that he's seeing and hearing and Everything that I've heard has been positive so far, and of course you would expect it to be in early August. Everybody's super optimistic. 
But right now, man, the only uh, thing that our local schools are fighting is is Mother Nature, and we don't mean hurricane-wise. We mean just afternoon shower-wise. That's a welcome reprieve, man. That's that's something that we experienced in 2018, which was before in 2019, before all this chaos. It's good to be kind of in that old normal routine again. Yeah, if we're talking about those kind of problems where it's weather related to water being on the field as opposed to not even having any facilities available, I'm all for it. I mean, we haven't been in this situation in quite a while, so it's uh, it's sort of fun. It's almost like a, a rebirth. And then to think on top of that, some of the facilities, when it's all said and done, will probably be a little bit better, right? I mean, you know, they're going to get a little bit more money thrown at them related to uh, rebuilding. So I do look forward to that. I, I shudder to think what basketball is going to look out. That, that's the one sport that I just can't figure out because there's so many – places that have been really messed up but as far as it's related to football i think we're ready to go i think it's right around the corner and uh you know when i say basketball i should say volleyball too because i think some of our schools are going to be playing in different venues for that but everything else seems good and i'm uh i'm really happy about that was looking around and i did this in the first segment of the show just looking at the uh the list of games not just around our area in week one but around the state in week one it's ridiculous. Like the big dogs are facing the big dogs, the Cadian and Lafayette Christian, and you know, like it's just loaded with matchups like that in our area. It's the same. We've got a lot of premier matchups. Stan, it used to be, hey, let's use pre district and you'll kind of tune up and fine tune some things. Now it's almost like that college football approach of, hey, let's go play that premier early season matchup, get a big gate, and you know, draw a lot of eyeballs to our team and. It's almost feeling like that where the first weekend of the high school season, much like the college season, the big are playing the big, and we're rocking and rolling right out of the chute. I think, I think that's what the PowerPoint rankings do. I think they allow you to go and play that type of game, yet not be punished for it so much. And when I say that, I mean, you know, obviously if you think the other team's going to win nine games or eight games, and you're hoping the only game they lose is that game you're playing against them, uh, you're going to be in really good shape when the season's all said and done. You're going to get in the playoffs, and you're going to be battle-tested. I, I, there's a lot of people who don't like the PowerPoint rankings for specific reasons, but for one reason I think it's good is that it is probably you know, the best way to determine your best teams overall, and I think it allows you to lose a few games yet you still have a really good football program or whatever the sport may be. So from a standpoint of you right jumping out the gate and playing that tough team, you're not scared to do it anymore because you realize it's not going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. And, you know, looking around our local slate, when we've kind of talked about this and you know, kind of you know broken down some of the matchups loosely, I mean, South Terrebonne, Terrebonne, Thibodeau, Lutcher, you know, E.D. White, Vanderbilt, like they're going to, right out of the shoot, we're going to find out a whole lot about our local teams, man. And one of the things that um, is is exciting is that, you know, usually there's an optimism, right? But then after you get them off of the radio dial, they'll kind of shoot a text, be like, hey, man, you know, did I sound good? Like, did, did I make it sound positive enough? There's not any of that, you know, pessimistic optimism, if that makes sense. This year, there a lot of the guys genuinely think, hey, we're going to be really good. Like, we've got a solid team. We've got a good senior group. We've got a lot of leadership. The teams are going to be better. Now, we've said on Saturday, there's always going to be a first place and a last place. Somebody's going to have to lag behind. But the overall level of play, I think, is going to be better this fall. 
Well, I think what also happens is, is even if you do lose one of those earlier games in your schedule, if you have enough confidence in what your team can be, it's going to carry over. There are some times where one loss at the beginning of the year, you sort of, you know, you understood that <laughs> that might have been the game we could win. And now I don't want to say you go in the tank, but you do understand that the future is not going to be probably real bright for you. I don't see anybody out there who's looking at their futures just being that dismal kind of thing. I think everybody feels like they have an opportunity to win or at least an opportunity to compete. And I think that's when we have the best programs, best football, best volleyball. And on both of those, since they're our first sports of the season, on both of those levels, I think we're as, we're as good as there is around the state. And I say that simply because I do believe an E.D. White in Division Two. I do believe when you're pulling in a lutcher, it's going to pull up all of our 4A district related to the public schools and, and Class 4A. Uh, obviously, 5A is still going to be tough for our bioregion. But remember, you know, when you got the Destrahans and the Hornbills in there, you have a chance of making a little run at a state title, and maybe that drags along our bioregion just a little bit this year. So, yeah. I think there's an optimism as we sort of go through this rebirth after the storm that's not, it's definitely not unwarranted. It is something that I think is going to play out to show that we're all going to be pretty good and it all starts just in a couple of weeks. LSU gets Shelton Sampson Jr., which we, we kind of highly speculated that was going to be the case on Saturday based on some inside information that we'd heard. Now, something that isn't such inside information is Ricky Collins, who is likely also going to be committing to LSU. And that's not me spoiling his plans. That's based on him. Saturday, he attended Shelton Sampson's commitment ceremony. And when asked, hey, do you plan to join him in Baton Rouge? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope to be there. So he kind of tipped his own hand. He's making his declaration tomorrow. He's a Woodlawn of Baton Rouge prospect, a four-star quarterback. Actually spoke with Marcus Randall, his football coach today, and former LSU quarterback. Marcus Randall said, hey, man, this kid's night and day better than when I was in high school. So he's a four-star. He's looking like he's going to be a Tiger. Kylan Jackson, Zachary, four-star safety, is making his commitment on Saturday. It's looking like he also is going to be a Tiger. LSU started in the Louisiana cycle a little bit slow, but lately Brian Kelly and his crew have made up ground and have made up ground in a big way. Yeah, and look, it's time for all of these guys to change their mind, as would happen sometimes. But for all of us who were sort of negative towards what was happening in the state of Louisiana, you certainly have to be positive now. I, even kids who decide to go to another school, don't those kids? Maybe, maybe not, maybe not fifty percent of them, but I'll bet you somewhere around forty percent they're going to be back at LSU. <clears throat> so I don't even get too bent out of shape on those guys who are actually going on to go somewhere else, like the Williams kid who's leaving out of Westgate. I I just think they're going to some kind of way you sort of come home you know so I'm, I'm not lost on them but it is encouraging to see all of these kids who are making a decision to stay here and we certainly had to give brian kelly some kind of leeway it wasn't like he was just going to walk in and everybody was going to come just because he was coming in they had to get to know the program under his leadership and i think they are and it's a good sign it, you know the future bodes well now that's the positive side of it 
The negative side is it's kind of the, the splash of water in the face of reality, which is how far you've got to go. LSU's not in the preseason top 25, which was released yesterday. I actually saw his Matt Moscona that was talking about this yesterday. He was a little surprised that LSU wasn't in the top 25 because um, LSU has like this, this LSU, I'm sorry, ESPN has like this computer ranking that like gauges, you know, what percentage, you know, you are to win on a certain week or whatever. And their computers say that LSU is going to win nine of their 12 games, which if you finish nine and three in the SEC, you're going to be in the top 25. Um, so like LSU's favored to win a lot of their contests, but they're not in the top 25 to start the season. My response to that was good. You know, hey, let's let's fly under the radar. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and catch them on the back end. What were your thoughts as you were seeing the Tigers left out of the opening poll? I don't think that preseason poll matters too, too much. And they're doing that simply because you're coming off of two years that haven't been very good. If it was after that first year, maybe I would be a little bit surprised. But two years sort of gave them a sample size of to say, you know, listen, they're in the SEC. Uh, we're going to see exactly how it is with a new coach. We're going to, so it's almost like a precaution, I think, from the pollers to say we didn't want to jump on this too quick. The only thing not being ranked high in a preseason poll does is it takes you longer to establish yourself. But if you have the SEC as your comparison, you're in really good shape because all you got to do is go out and handle business. Uh, teams like, you know, San Diego State, who had a great year last year. Those teams, if you're not in a preseason poll ranked high, you're in trouble. Because even if you do go, you know, 12-1 and one or, you know, 10-3 and three or whatever the case may be, your ability to rise is just not there. Whereas an LSU playing in the SEC, it happens quickly. So I'm not worried about that at all. I, I think it's a matter of just going out and handle business. And I think if they could go out and have a dominating win, and when I say dominating, I realize that Florida State hadn't been very good lately. But you still know that they have some athletic talent there, right? If you go out and you really handle that first game, all of this preseason poll stuff is not going to matter. LSU is going to fit in there nicely, again, if they go out and play really well in that first game. So the reports out of Saints camp in the last week were all, you know, pretty good, right? You know, you're excited about your first-round pick, except, you know, whenever he's fighting people and getting thrown out. But you're excited about, uh, you know, Olave, who's looking good at receiver. Michael Thomas looks great. And, you know, by all accounts, the defense is looking good. But yesterday, the news kind of shifts a little bit in the different direction. Jameis Winston goes down with a foot injury. Now, we have later learned it's not expected to be a major foot injury. He's going to miss just a day or two of camp. And he's going to also miss the preseason opener. Um, but man, when you see those little updates like that, and you're seeing Adam Schefter tweet out, you know, hey, Jameis Winston leaves on a, you know, not on a card, but leaves practice with a foot injury or whatever. It's just a reminder of how fickle this whole thing is because on any one day at practice, you know, any false step or any slip up, all your preseason hopes and thoughts and everything that you had could, could perhaps be a wash. Winston, fortunately, is okay. The Saints dodge a bullet this time. Yeah, I think we all sitting around and realizing that it could be a good year for the Saints, but it's also a very fragile team related to how do you get things done. It's fragile from the top. It's fragile from us thinking about can you know, Dennis Allen do what Sean Payton has done for the team from the head coaching position. Uh, it comes in when we see that prolific offense. Everything is like, okay, best case scenario, we're going to be a really good football team. 
not even worst case scenario, but somewhere right under that, if one little thing breaks the little kink in their armor, we might be in a little bit of trouble. And uh, yeah, every time somebody's going to go down now, we're going to wonder just a little bit. We, we, you and I got bent out of shape a couple of weeks ago about Mike Thomas, you know, being on the pub list, and we were like, oh my God, the sky's falling. And that's sort of the feel you have with the Saints. It could be a really good year, but boy, every little thing we see, you know, Tyron Matthew being out last week was that going to be a big deal? And they seem to overcome it, though. You know, we seem to like a couple of days after everything sort of ironed out, we're like, okay, well, we're good, we're good. And I hope that's how it continues. Uh, right now, I feel really good about things. Uh, you just mentioned the situation with Jameis Winston, and it's not supposed to be anything serious. So as long as we sort of keep overcoming these, these things, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a happy camper because my my allegiance to the NFL is based around the Saints. That's you know that that's who I sort of watch and I sort of gauge everything. Well, let me rephrase that. My allegiance to the NFL is based on the Saints and my fantasy football team. <laughs> and, those two, and if those two things are going well, I'm going to be a fan that's going to be there every Sunday. So let's chat about that. Have you had a fantasy football draft yet? If you get the first pick, who are you going to take? I mean, I think it's got to be Jonathan Taylor this year. He was the only elite running back last year. Have you had any of those drafts or those conversations yet? No, we do have a draft coming up. Uh, I know you know Archie Adams always playing Archie's. Uh, we call our draft bits and pieces. It's yeah. the Austin Powers uh, league. And uh, interestingly enough, there was a time where you could pick in a fantasy football draft, and you knew if you had one of the top three picks, you were going here, here, or here. And there was that guy. There was that point getter. There was that, you know, it's not like that anymore. Nope. You have to be conscious, you know, of what you're doing. And even to the point of thinking about the sixth and seventh round so that you get points sort of cumulatively throughout the draft. And I'm just not good at that, Casey. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't study it enough. And then I start getting to where I start thinking with my heart and I start maybe pulling a couple of guys that are either local from Louisiana or Saints guys. And then it always gets me in trouble. So uh, the short answer to what you just said is is no, I haven't done it my home. I haven't, excuse me, done my homework well enough yet to get into the draft. I will before we do it. But you're right, Taylor. Taylor for what he did at the end, of, and you're not even positive of him, right? Yeah. You're not even a hundred percent sure of him. So uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, that's maybe that's what makes it so interesting. Is it's gotten to the point of you never know. In the old days, if you picked first and you got, you know, a Marshall fault, now I'm really date, dating things a little bit, you knew you had a chance to win it all. Now, you know, you pick one, two, three, I'm not sure that that's the best place to even be in a draft anymore. Yeah, and, you know, what's interesting and you know, is, okay, it's always, all right, let's get a running back, but now there are so many quarterbacks who get running back stats in addition to the pat. Like, it becomes a whole different element and yeah the, the strategies are much different but anyway brother we're going to be with you guys on friday give us a rundown of media day what should we expect i know the listeners are in for a treat yeah 11 30 to 12 and I'm so happy for you guys being here and i know you'll be set up we'll have you uh, set up actually to do uh, your show live here we'll have all of the football and volleyball coaches from throughout the buyer region we'll have different media print media we will have uh, obviously television and a radio media here and uh they'll kind of walk we'll, we'll actually have the coaches who are going to be at a solid station 
not like they walk up to a podium. They basically are at their seat, and then there are seats around them. It's sort of like, I guess, what the NFL does for media day for the uh, Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. where the player just sort of sits and the media comes around to them, and uh, they'll come around. It's a great way for the media to get rosters, to get the schedules, whether it be JV, varsity, whatever the case may be and to get a preview sheet form that has basically what these coaches think their season might look like, who's their big returners, who's the key players they lost from the prior year, what's the coach's record, which is always interesting because sometimes we just don't know, you know, the the overall record of a coach, so to have all of that sort of information on it. And uh, probably the biggest thing it is is just a little camaraderie for everybody. It's a little fellowship where we sit around for an hour and a half and have a good time. So, again, that's Friday here at what we call the locker room at Terrebonne General, and uh, we're excited to host that. Beautiful. See you Friday, man. Thanks so much for the time. All right, Casey. Take care. See you all uh, just in a few days. Yep. That is Stan Gravois doing a wonderful job, as always. Can't wait to be out there on Friday in their locker room. We'll be meeting with all the football and volleyball coaches in the area. Maybe even getting a nice little lunch out of it. It should be a win-win-win for everybody involved. That's an office joke for you guys who are not familiar with the show. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll comb the headlines even further. Atena's great is hanging them up. And we'll be maybe even chatting a little WWE in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988 where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m., 
Saturday's festivities include middle races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have Gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to play-by-play on KOLB. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. We thank Stan for his time. We thank Coach Rod for his time. Now let's chat about some of the interesting things happening in the world of sports. Big tennis news. Serena Williams announces today that um, she's going to be retiring. She didn't say the word retire, but she's going to be retiring from tennis. She said, I believe the word that she used was evolving away from the sport or something like that after the U.S. Open. Williams is in her 40s now and has been such a great, great champion. Um, really after the, the, the pregnancy and had some blood clotting issues and really had a rough pregnancy, fortunately was able to save the child and give a safe birth, but had a lot of issues. She hasn't been the same player Has kind of struggled with her health, struggled to stay healthy. Hasn't been the same player. And of course, father time has something to do with that too. You're in your late thirties, early forties. Um, you're not going to be the same player, but what a legend, what a legend she has impacted. I'm trying to think here. I don't want to speak out of turn. Where I'm trying to go here is I'm ranking very quickly in my head the most memorable female athletes of all time. And without wanting to sound dumb because, you know, I'm, I'm just going off the cuff here. I did no preparation to have this list handy. Uh, this is just something that I'm coming with on the fly. She's certainly in the conversation of the most impactful female athletes in the history. You know, WNBA is in its infancy. It's had some icons. You know, your Lisa Leslie's, your Cheryl Swoops, you know, even now more modern-day Tarasi and, you know, Parker and all those great players. And then tennis, she's one of, if not the best of all time. Track and field, we've had so many great ones. You know, Jackie Joyner-Kersey and, you know, everything of the sort. All the great legends of that sport. Um, golf, you know, I'm thinking Annika Sorenstam. You know, she was tremendous and great. Um one of the most impactful female athletes in the history of sports. And she had that rare Tiger Woods-like aura of for a long time in the 2000s when Tiger was playing, I was watching. Cover to cover. All four rounds. But when he was not playing, I was not watching and was just following the leaderboard from Google. Serena had that same aura about her when she was playing my eyes were glued I was watching you know just such a powerful dominant force you you couldn't take your eyes off of it 
And then when she wasn't playing, I was a more of a casual fan, just kind of a, a noob and wasn't really watching much of what was going on. So the U.S. Open will be her last. And I think that it is going to be awesome to see the crowd reaction. Now, she's not always had a good <laughs> experience at the U.S. Open. Actually kind of low-key got conned out of a title by a poor official who just was self-righteous and trying to become the headline. You know, she got disqualified once and you know, just different issues that she's had in New York. But that crowd there for her is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be huge. It's going to be crazy and so impactful and so powerful to see. Hopefully she can make a little bit of a run as opposed to bowing out in the opening round. WWE Raw was last night. Um, I could actually talk a little bit of wrestling on the show uh, because I actually watch wrestling again, right? Whenever I did my Lafouche Gazette Casey's Corner podcast every week back in the day during the pandemic, I was recapping wrestling hot and heavy, loud and proud every week. And the reason for that was I was watching it. The reason why I stopped recapping in here or never did recap it here on play by play is because I'm not going to recap something that I'm not watching. and I'm not going to force myself to watch something that is already a niche audience to begin with. But I have started watching in recent weeks. Raw was pretty good last night. The one thing that WWE is doing, and I'll tell you some good, bad, and ugly, or good, bad, and indifferent, or whatever it may be, however you want to call it. The one thing that they're doing, or two things really that stand out, is there's more open-ended storytelling on Raw now than there's been in years past. Almost every prominent story is being, at the end of the show, they're kicking the can down the road so that you can come back and see where it goes next week. They're giving you a lot of content. They're building on the story, and the evolution is there, and everything is being built on in a productive way. But at the end, they're kicking the can down the road, and hey, let's come back and see next week. Like one of the main stories is you got – um, you know, the the Finn Balor group who's feuding with the Mysterios and Edge and everything of the sort. And you're wondering, okay, is Dominic Mysterio going to join that group? And then you're seeing, you know, he gets jumped and attacked and whatever. That Could, could that have been staged? Like there's all that lingering carrot of what's going to happen there. Every week, you know, there's that little bit of peace and, you know, that lo- those little bits and pieces of, hey, this was nice. It's a good match, everything of the sort, but let's see what, what happens next week. Let's keep it going. Then, you know, you got the, you know, the, the the Dakota Kai and, you know, the Bailey group and everything, and you know that that's leading to Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back. There's intrigue there. We're kicking the can down the road. We're continuing the story, following it forward. Bobby Lashley with Ciampa and the United States Championship. First off, what Bobby Lashley has done because, look, the, the world championship, like the heavyweight championship of the company is not on TV every week because Roman Reigns has it. He's kind of a part-time guy. He's kind of become that, that Brock Lesnar type. He's only a special appearances guy. What Bobby Lashley has done to appeal to the audience and become just a prominent babyface and a guy that fans love, has been awesome. He has grown from a star to a superstar. And then Ciampa challenged the hell out of him. It was a really good match last night. And, you know, the Miz's presence is always great. So, you, again, kicking that can down the road and building some intrigue. Now, 
there are also things happening that are making you wonder, okay, what's going on here? They show Kevin Owens last night in a locker room scene or a post-match scene, and behind him is very very clearly some chaos. People are you know, clearing a wreck that's happening in the background. It's not in the focal ground, but you could see it. Your eyes are drawn to it. During a match last night, cops are sprinting to the back, and you see it. Nothing's mentioned of it, but you see it, and you're wondering what's going on. Then after the main event last night, you're seeing Dexter Loomis being arrested by guards, and like again, you see it. Not a whole lot is mentioned of it, but you see it. And there's always that little caveat of, Where's this going? So there's more open-ended, long-winded storytelling that I think is happening now that I think is really building the product. And then, of course, there's a shift where you know they're bringing the NXT guys back and everything's just flowing better. So it's a good product. Last night was a good show and certainly look to see where all of it is going to be headed going in the next couple of weeks. We talked about Serena. We talked about WWE. What's left? Let's talk about some Major League Baseball from last night. We already talked about the Padres and how they just kind of... Um, didn't have a good showing. It was a light MLB slate last night. The Orioles, man, are the Orioles a marvel or what? We've talked about this a little bit throughout the course of the summer. We talked about them and brought them up when they got to 500, and a lot of folks maybe thought, okay, that's their high point. They'll kind of drop back down, and they'll finish you know, with 73 wins, and they'll go 73 and 89, and hey, it'll be a nice showing. Orioles ain't going anywhere. They're 57 and 52. They beat the Blue Jays last night 7-4. to four. They get a good offensive performance, another good pitching performance. Their bullpen is good. Their offense is good. Adley Rushman, you know, Santander, Mount Castle, you know, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins. They've got a good offense, man. They put the ball in play. They hit the baseball. They run the bases well. Hit home runs when they have to. They get a big win over Toronto. They're 57 and 52. They're firmly in the mix. Who wants to face those guys? They're the consummate underdogs. This is like watching the movie Major Leagues over again where the ownership group is not spending. They have one of the lowest payrolls. They even sold off a few pieces at the deadline. The ownership group does not have any interest in winning this year, but the guys on the field just say, you know what, to hell with it. We're going to just keep on keeping on. They're five games above 500, and uh, they're exciting to watch. Last night also, the Mets get another win over the Reds, keep the pace in the NL East. The Mets are a mean machine, dude. Their pitching is so good. Like, arguably their number five pitcher last night through, which is Chris Bassett. He went eight innings and allowed one run. Their starting pitching is so good. They've got Scherzer and DeGrom, which are two of the best, if not the two best in the National League. Then the ancillary guys, Tawan Walker, Bassett, uh, Carlos Carrasco, those are all solid arms that would be number two, number three arms for anybody else, but they're number four and number five arms for them because their pitching is so deep. Then, of course, we talked about the Giants and the Padres. one nothing for the Giants. Big game last night out in Seattle. The Yankees put a hurting on Seattle. I told you guys this would happen, and it happened exactly the way that we broke it down last night on the show. What did I say about this when I picked the Yankees in my betting picks yesterday? I said the Yankees will come in angry, they'll play inspired, and they have a tool to be able to score that the Mariners don't have. They could hit a home run at any point in time. And we saw it last night. The Yankees jerked two of them out. Judge goes deep. Donaldson goes deep. Donaldson has a big day yesterday as they also had a big RBI base hit in a four-hit game. How is Aaron Judge doing this, y'all? And I don't mean the stats because we're not surprised by the stats. He's a monster among men. He's 6'7", 282. Like, we're not surprised that he's having a great year. How is he in New York quietly having a 44 home run season on August 9th? 
He's projected to have 65 home runs, and you hear no one talking about it. That's crazy to me how quietly he's been able to go about his business and make this happen. But I'm up against the break. We'll save the MLB talk more for tomorrow. I've got betting picks to give you. We'll catch a break than a short betting segment on play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at TigerRag.com. Hello, this is Brandy Odimont, owner of Coastal Casualty Insurance Agency, a global green independent insurance franchise. We offer all lines of insurance products, specializing in home, auto, marine, commercial, and life insurance. With over 27 years of experience in our competitive pricing and carrier lineup, let us do the insurance shopping for you and come be part of our family where you're more than just a number. More choices, better service. Call 985-532-5355 or visit CoastalCasualty.net or find us on Facebook. Roger Sparks, your local distributor of high-quality Napa Auto Parts, marine and industrial supplies, has what you need to keep your vehicle rolling safely down the road. Whether it's repair or maintenance, Napa has the parts to help you make your vacation destination. Getting ready for that big fishing trip? We have quality marine products to help keep that boat going. So stop by one of our locations of Rogers Parts in Lockport, La Rose, Galliana, Lavadaville, and Morgan City and talk with one of our ASC Parts Specialists. Rogers Parts. We've got the Napa Get Up and Go. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Rockets of ACDC here. Very quickly, we've got some betting picks, then we'll get out of here today. 
I like the Blue Jays to beat the Orioles. Um, I know I was just talking Baltimore up, but today's just not a good pitching matchup. Alec Manoa is throwing for Toronto. He's got a 2.45 ERA. He's incredible. 132 innings, 119 strikeouts, a whip of less than one, which is insanely good. Your whip among average should be about 1-2, 1-3. His is less than one. And what that is, if you're not a big baseball stat savant, that's walks and hits per innings pitch. You add up the walks and you add up the hits that you allow per inning. Less is better. You don't want to have anybody get on base. When you're at just one, that means that you're only allowing one base runner per inning, which means it's hard to have a big inning on you. Manoa's been incredible facing Kyle Bradish today of Baltimore, who's not as good as Manoa, and he has a 1.65 whip, which means that you know you get on base on him pretty regularly, which means you score a bunch of runs. He's got a 6.55 ERA. I think Toronto's going to make amends for yesterday's loss and put it on him pretty good. Today, I also like over five runs for the Atlanta Braves against the Boston Red Sox. The Braves are coming in with a bruised ego. The Mets beat the hell out of them last weekend. But I like the over five here because the Braves, if for nothing else, they hit left-handed pitching really well. They're number one in the National League in just about every offensive stat against lefties. They're facing lefty Rich Hill today. So not only are they facing a lefty, but they're facing a lefty who's not any good. So I think Atlanta, at a small park, hungry, will uh, go to Fenway and score. I don't know if they'll be able to hold down Boston with Charlie Martin throwing, but I think they'll go to Fenway and score, and he clips the number and get five runs. Now, the last one that I got, um, I'm, I'm riding the Yankees again. I think they're going to beat Seattle again. Castillo's throwing for Seattle, uh, but Garrett Cole's throwing for New York, and it's just a matter of it's nothing against the pitchers. I think the pitching matchup is even. Just the Yankees have such a drastically better offense than Seattle. They'll be able to get guys on base. They'll have more scoring opportunities. And if you get enough opportunities to score, you'll be able to make it happen and you'll be able to put some runs on the board. Southland Dodge and Homa, we owe you our thanks. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks to Stan Gravois and Coach Rod. God bless everybody. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.